check. Boop, boop. Hey, hey. Boop, boop, boop. All right, man. Tweet, tweet. Who had a studio here? Nah, I came to a party here. That's what There's definitely a dude in here that if I knew you better, I'd definitely be like, man, this has to be your brother. Cause he looks he's like he looks just like you, but he's taller and he rides a green fixed gear bike. Is he missing or does he have a shorter finger? I don't know. Okay. Now my brother has a shorter finger. Oh, okay. Does he have dreadlocks? Does he ride a bike? He's a half brother, so I don't know. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that dude in years. Because oh, he didn't live here in Chicago. But it could be. You never know. You never yeah, know. Yeah. Black people. Yeah. But it was one dude I'll never forget. I went to Scribble Jam in Cincinnati, man. And you ever look across the room and then see your reflection? No. That well, nigga looked just like me. And we both sister, looked at each other and were like, damn, we might explode. That's not even hilarious. We're fucking up the time-space continuum right now. Yeah, basically. We <laughs> definitely had that look. I was like, There's a picture somewhere and I'm fading out of it. So this is episode 70 or 71? 71. Of the Rojo Show. That's very close to 77. Hey, it is very close to 77. See? Wow. See, look at that. Pow. Just like that. See how you pull it together. You're like a poet. I try. Wasn't every rapper at one point a poet? A poet? I never was a poet. Really? Yeah, I tried. You just went straight to the rhymes. But no, nah, I tell you, I tried to write a rap and... The class told me that's... I mean, I tried to write a poem because that was a homework assignment and the class was like, that's a rap. You're a rapper. And that was the end of it. That's fourth grade, bro. It was done. I was I was at the game. That's crazy. And then after that, I actually tried to be a poet. I went to hella poetry readings, but I just couldn't take it serious. Because, you know, like, I'm pretty good at freestyling. So, like, I would go there, and I looked to my right, and just, people would go. Just slow bullshit. And they just ruined it. It just ruined it. And I was just like, I can't take this serious. And then I feel like as soon as, like, poetry got hot, like with everything, people with money came and fucked it up. I mean, that's kind of how the thing goes. Yeah, because I you mean. You lose the earnestness, you lose the, the humbleness, you, you lose the scene in a way. Because when somebody with bread pays for stuff, it changes. Who's in charge? And it uh, it changes the focus of it, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, like, FUBU was hot when they was just making jerseys for the people, right? But as soon as they found out that they could get a deal with Polo or somebody could buy them out and they could just get the money from it, like, it changes everything. It's not for us, by us anymore. It's, like, brought to you by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's for us, brought to you by. Uh, I think that's the hardest part of going public in Thing, you don't know what's gonna happen to your, your your baby, you know. It's like unless you sell it to somebody that cares as much as you did, that's a rough one. But also, I think you know with streetwear and Fubu and you know a lot of those companies, everybody was blowing up, you know. Like even watching like the, the documentary thing, you know, he's saying how like everybody was in Marshall Fields and Macy's and Dillard's, like all the urban wear, and then there was just no place for urban wear because everybody's making urban wear. Yeah. So it was like the competition was too thick. You know, it's kind of like at that point, I think if they'd have done what people are doing now, where people have their own stores, as opposed to going to the big box stores, it'd have been a whole different game. Like, Absolutely. imagine a cross-colored store. You know what I mean? Or Carl Kanai or any of those people. Like, people here would have ate that up. It'd have been on. I mean, I remember, like, you know, the Jabot store. Like, that was a whole thing to go yeah. to the Jabot store downtown. Go buy your jeans. You're like, yeah, I actually got them from there. These aren't from Marshall. Exactly. I was just going to say it takes it from it takes it to a different level for sure. Is that why you went with the brick and mortar idea? 
Uh, well, or did you did you have items in spots already first? Uh, well, the way it kind of went was, um, you know, Platinum, he had been doing Iridium for about, let's see, I guess maybe four, four, four years, five you're years. You're too smooth, like Pugs. You're too, yeah. you're too smooth. And um, I was just like, bro, you need a store, man. Like, right. that, that's really how the conversation kind of kind of came together, because at that point, you know, Iridium had been one of my sponsors when I was overseas, and when I came back, I was just like, man, you know, people always ask me what is this that I'm wearing and you know I had started like randomly selling stuff to people because right. they're just like oh I need that and you know I was just like bro we need a store man because before you had to go to his crib you know like an appointment right. and you know that's a it's that's either weird. a win sure. or a lose and you know on both sides you right, know, right. Like, I didn't really want you to come to my crib and or I you came and time, you didn't see what you wanted yeah, yeah okay you know so he was just like well if you find a store bro we'll do it but you gotta be in it right right, right. and I was like alright all right, all right. So, you know, I went through my resources and I found out, you know, that Block 37 was open to new businesses. And, Word. you know, I just came from an event with uh, Aaron from Bucket Feet. You know, he told me their story and I was like, ah, I got it, I got it, I get it, I get it. I figured this out. And, you know, I come from, like, my family, my grandmother, she owned a bunch of, like, thrift stores and, you know, buildings and that kind of stuff. So, I'm, you know, I'm kind of hip to how it goes, you know, for the most part, because she put me up to work when I was, like, seven. Dude. And from that time on, I always had, you know, our, my own thing within her thing, right. you know. So she'd be like, all right, you're going to sell all your toys? Bow, that's your thing. All right, now you got wholesale toothpaste? That's your thing. All right, now you got candy? That's your thing. And and then from there, you know, I started selling gear and all that kind of stuff, because I was really big into collecting, like, Ralph Lauren, Nautica, Tommy Hilfiger, and all that. And I would have different kids that would go to the different high schools, right. you know, from my crew, um, Nacrobats back then. I was like, Maybe 200 kids. Okay. So some of those kids would be, you know, like, man, I want to make some of this bread. Right. You know, I know some people that want what you got, and they would just, you know, I'd give them a bag of stuff. End of the week, they bring back the bread, you know. So, I mean, I, I've kind of always had that that kind of thing. Push your clothes like yeah. weight. Yeah, basically. Push your clothes yeah, like basically. weight. Directly and indirectly. But, um, you know, we opened there, and it just really took off. Because I didn't really know what was going to happen, man. I was about to have my son. He was coming, like, in a couple of weeks. And I was just like, this is what we're doing. And, you know, we, we built the store up. It was like maybe four of us. Right. So it was like me and Platt and this Cat Black and um, Jay, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Will, it was this kid I met through uh, Prop Cause. Okay. Yeah. And he had like a sick loft downtown. And I went to a party down. I was like, dude, your space is sick. And he's like, I built it. I was like, you're a person to Need know. Need to know, yeah, yeah for sure. So, you know, that was our carpenter, our builder. So any idea, he, you know, made it happen. So we did the pop-up for, like, a month, basically. Right. You know, Thanksgiving to the new year. And it just went well. It just went well. You know, it was just flying by the seat of your pants. I never had that kind of retail job ever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just being so involved in a clothing company, you know, all the other times I would do it, it would just be like a one-off thing. Well, not a one-off thing, but it would just be a thing like, here's our ideas. Right. You make that happen. Because I did stuff for, like, New Era. I mean, not New Era, from American Needle. And from Afroware, and then a bunch of like smaller brands that were here, you know. But it's just kind of be like, here's our idea. Can you draw this? Right, you right, know, right. Can okay. you make this happen? Yeah. And then this was just kind so of so you like, were on the production side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of production. Like my biggest, like on that side, was probably Malcolm X and Red Fox. I did like a series of hats. Me okay. and uh, Mustafa from Afroware for American Needle, and that was like a, a global thing, man. Like I remember seeing those hats on Hype Beast, and I was like. 
this really happened. <laughs> this really happened. Right, right. And at that point, I didn't really know what a hype beast was. So it was just like, right, right. whoa, this, you know what I mean? Like, wow. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it was just kind of rolling with it. When did the store in Wicker Park pop up? Uh, that was like uh, like two and a half years, almost. Okay. Yeah. So basically, uh, Zara in Block 37 was expanding. Right. And, you know, we really didn't know what was going to happen with our space because, I mean, now it, because they're like, ah, we're probably gonna have to build the whole store to this part, and we're like, sheesh, let's you know, let's plan ahead. So you know, we got the the space in Wicker Park, and then we wound up coming back to the mall. Like we didn't think we were coming back to the mall at that point, but right. then the space opened up, and then we opened up shop, and it's so far so good. That's what's up. Yeah. Gal Block Thirty Seven. Yeah, 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 Block 37. You fucked with Gallery at some point, right? Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really my my kickoff of everything, really. Like, because, I mean, I went to Kenwood, and, you know, it was a, a lot of rap in there, but I wasn't necessarily super into rap at that point. Okay. You know, I was more into graffiti at that point. And from the graffiti that led me into Gallery 37, I remember my mom took me down there because uh, she used to run Boulevard Arts Center, which was like a, a space in Inglewood. And they had, like, the first version of Gallery 37. It was called Gallery 60. And I did a mural for that. And then, you know, I think I, the next year I was, like, a teacher's assistant. And then from there she slid me down there for the interview. And then after that it was on because it was like, I'm downtown, yeah. you know, and then meeting all these different kids from all these different places. But I actually got my first real job, like, adult job through Gallery 37, man. It was yeah. Babyface and his wife that were walking through the space and they were showing them the different kids you know art and stuff right and you know it was like a, a random thing I think I, I actually had my peeps with I didn't even have what I was supposed to be doing and they were like oh let's see your thing you know and they flipped through the pages and they were like yo and, you know we had this thing we think you'd be really good for oh shit yeah and I got like uh, to do like all the murals and this will be lighted up so lighted that was, up that was my first kick and the kid slight me the whole night it was Whoa. pretty funny Light it up the movie with Usher, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, we all met. I'll never forget that. That was super jokes. I gotta go back and watch this because I'm not like the biggest RB fan in that way. It was, so like, it was like me, Usher, the girl from Roseanne, and then Rosario Dawson. Man, that was that was that was a time, that was a definite time. You just brought up a bunch of shit, so <laughs> <laughs> so Gallery 37. So I went to Gallery too. Mm-hmm. I might, I'm thinking I'm a little younger than you. Mm. But I was at gallery. I was uh. What years? Uh, like oh one oh four. Yeah, oh one. I'm trying to think what at that point I was teaching at that point. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I was and doing. I was, uh, I was doing dance. Mm-hmm. I danced for like eight years. Mm. Like ballet, jazz, hip hop. Flex, you hear that? He's culture, ladies. Stop culture. It. Stop it. You, uh, you. We talked. We here. talk. We talked about that. That's my thing. <laughs> Don't let me find out you went to you went to uh, Columbia. Oh, you went to. Oh, did you? Oh, that's crazy. What do you study? Yeah, yeah. I did a, you know study a little Martha Graham. Oh my God. That's a, that's a whole. You see that? You see how you ran that? That's <laughs> Smooth. Whole. We had a whole episode. Man, I talked about my boy who got the muscles. You know, and his whole thing is yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know. The muscle dude is always reaching for something, oh, man. I got my one homie who dated. He dated like two Eritrean chicks. Oh wow! So he's got like a couple phrases that he uses. He got you know he know a little of that language and shit. Yeah, he he love oh. You gotta if he it. he know he knows the curly bun from the back, 
Like he can. Oh, I'm going over there. I see her already. Like, wow. oh, you're you're wow. on some other He's shit. a hunter, bro. Hunter, gatherer, macker. He's a uh, he's a sniper. <laughs> he'll stay, he'll, he'll sit in that you. space. He'll sit in that space the whole time, not move. So that uh, gallery thirty seven. Yeah, so that was the jump off. Smooth. But yeah, I met, sure. like, um, Kenny Keys. We hit it off there. And it was crazy because, like, our parents were friends. But you know how, like, hip-hop, in the sense of it not being everywhere, right. it was very hard to discern, is this, like, are we about to do something? Or, fair enough, he rap, I make beats, you know? Right, and right. And kept it moving. But, yeah, I met him there and just a ton of people that later would, but like, be the people that are, you know. You being international, do you notice that, like, pump faking is, like, a... Is that, like, a regional thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like, are there some, like, like, are there certain areas where you'd be, like, okay, look, I do something, you do something, and we verbally have expressed that we want to do something together. Hit me, and we're going to do some shit. Oh. And then, is there a certain area where that means nothing, <laughs> or a certain area where it's like, okay, bet. Oh, this nigga hit me for real. I didn't even expect it because I'm. I mean, I'm, at this point, I think it's LA all niggas. puppet faking right now. I mean, to be honest, man, there's only a few people that really are serious. And I'm like one of those people. If I say I'm game, I am game. And it's like all times people are like, dang, you really came. And I'm like, bruh, like I'm not trying to waste my time here. I mean, I'm not gonna. We said we're gonna do it. Let's do it. I'm gonna keep it a thousand. When we were talking in the store, and I was like, you gonna hit me with your Instagram? Cause like, mm. I mean, that's easier to. Uh, that's yeah, easier to. Uh, no, no, no. That's easier to be like. Uh, oh, I don't even check my Instagram messages, bro. <laughs> well, I didn't even know. <laughs> Oh man, you, oh man, you gotta hit me on Stitcher. I be on, I be on there. Be like, mm, okay. And he was like, no, you must take my number. Text me. Bet. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, I just want to like just get it, get it done. Cause, cause the whole thing with artists, man, you don't really know what'll happen tomorrow. Like I mean, when I moved overseas, I didn't see it coming. Like it just one of those things where I talked about it, and you know, I did everything in my means, you know, to make it happen. But right. To actually see it happen, it came, and I was like, shh. I gotta quit a job now. Oh man! Talk to me about this overseas shit. When you went overseas, what does that mean? Uh, well, um, around let's see, what was that about? Oh eight, I started working with um DJ Vadim again because he had like took a pause because we had did like uh, maybe I think it was like forty cities in fifty days, and it was like my first really big tour. And he, he brought me on, and then I had Scion as my sponsor, so you know we were decent. The car company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we were pretty decent, you know, as the opener, getting no bread and, you know, selling merch and all that to get you the good? bread up. Yeah, yeah, selling merch and all that to get the bread up. So um, at the end of the tour, he gave me like 10 beats. And I was like, word, 10 beats? All right. I've That's been great. waiting the whole t- tour to get these beats so I can show <laughs> this dude. Right. We're about to do this. Because uh, it's actually pretty, pretty wild. Like in 2003... I was actually like uh, working a bunch of like underground rap records and then a few labels overseas in New York, you know, bigger labels. And his record was one record that I promoted. Okay. Yeah. And when he came to Chicago, you know, for the leg of the tour, you know, it was pretty standard. You know, whoever, for the most part, you know, once the guys I was on promo with, you know, we kind of wind up either doing business or doing a song or, you know, something else happened from the relationship. So I was like, man, he's coming. This is going to be like, uh, I think it was like a little bit after December. I was like, cool, bet, bet, bet. We'll get in the studio, record some stuff, you know. And then my guy Taiwan was like, yo, you want to come with me to Germany and uh, London and uh, Paris 
it's only 444 and I was like, damn, bro, I can't even, $444. Shut up. For real. So I was just like, word? I couldn't even dispute him. Like, right. you know, you ever had somebody ask you a question where you're just like, man, you're correct. I have no reason to say Yeah, no. you're correct. Fair enough. So I was like, all right, well, let's do this, you know? Right. But when I went, Vadim was coming to Chicago, playing the double door. Oh. And I was like, oh, I missed my moment. I missed it. I missed it. And, you know, so he did the show, whatever. I had my guy, Kaz. He went, you know, did the work for me since I wasn't here. Right. But, you know, still, but, still getting the bread. And it was a good was reason like to not yeah. be there. That was a like great a reason to be there. Yeah, no, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he did his thing, you know, got it going. But, um, you know, so I was just like, the whole time I was over there, I was like, man, did I miss it? And even though, I mean, there we got to do, like, all types of magazine interviews. We are doing, like... AG and Elder Sensei, we were doing some shows with them. Word. And I mean, all the, the shows we did with them was like 600, you know, 1,000 people. So it was like good. And they yeah, gave yeah. us like an hour opening slot. So it was like, that you know, we, that's some they real rapping. Cook. That's yeah, a lot sure. of rapping. Like I was not prepared for more of that rapping. <laughs> you know, because, you know, before it, I was, it was a group thing. So I only had to do like maybe four verses. Right, and right, it was right. four other people. So they were going to do, you know, all that. So anyway, you know, I feel I miss it. Then in like 05 or 06, something like that, I'm in New York City for the CMJ. Yep. And my business partner at the time, uh, Sangi, was like, yo, you know, I, I know his wife and I know him, you know, vaguely. And, you know, he did the intro, hey, this is Pugs, blah, blah, blah. And then we went to dinner. Right. hit it off. And then we parlayed into the tour. So anyway, tour's over, gives me CD. Then he hits me up randomly on email like, yo, I got eye cancer, bro. And I was like, again, like, this is just not going to happen. Like, you know, because I already started making songs, you right, know, right. thinking about what it's to be. Because he kept telling me to come over there. Like, after we finished that tour, he's like, just come. This and is I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, bro, I'm not trying to spend that. And I, you know, I had a pretty good teaching gig here. Because at that point, I started teaching whatever I wanted with ASM. Okay. So I was like, be like, I'm making a, it's going to be a logo class. Where I'm going to teach kids how to make, you know, business logos, corporate logos, all that stuff. Then I was like, ah, oh, man, I'm going to have a T-shirt, you know, class where I teach kids how to make the T-shirt, where to go, and all that. So, you know, I was like, man, I, you know, I'm getting to actually teach what I want to teach. Because before, I used to always have to teach mural painting. Right, right, And, like, I don't mind mural painting. I like it. But that's not what I want to teach, sure. you know. Because that's a harder job for kids to get. Like, you got to really work right. for that, you know, where some of the other things is more, like, common needs all the time, you know, with the T-shirts. Like but anyway. I write some more songs, you know, and time passes, like almost a year passes, actually, and, you know, and I'm just still like, ah, oh, man, what's going to happen? And I didn't gave this dude all these records, and some good records, actually, some of my, my better records that got me, you know, noticed more so, and he hits me up, and, you know, he's like, yeah, I beat it, you know, and I'm like, that's dope, and then he's like, hey, do you want to come to Russia and then London and do, like, a, like a couple shows? And I was like, yes, 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 first, yeah, let's go, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. So, I mean, um, you know, he sent me the ticket, you know, and he's like, yo, we're going to... He hit you with the ticket? Always, yeah, that's 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 when I was like, this is it, you know what I mean? I had to quit the job, all that, like, you know, because they're not trying to hear you say I'm about to go do these rap shows. Every job I've ever had, you know, outside of, like, uh... Like marketing stuff and you know music related things. It was and art things. It was always just like you, you're about to go on tour, <coughs> and I'd just be like, all right, that's the end of this one, and off we go. So anyway, we you know did the shows out there, and it was like maybe like three weeks, four weeks, and then I came back, and then he hit me up, you know, 
couple of days after they came back, like, hey, I got these other dates. You game to go? And then after that, it was just like I would leave here for like two weeks and then come back in like a month. Leave here and another two weeks, come back like You have short hair this time or no? No, no, no. I just had the, sh- the kid like three years ago. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's brand new. Okay. Early, <laughs> right, early, right, right. So, I mean, this is like, you know, 09. And it's like at the time, I put out like maybe three records within the span of like th- that time of moving back and forth. So, you know, we get towards the end of his tour, you know, for his album that I was on. And it was like me, this singer named Sopper J, and this keyboard player, Steve Keys. We were kind of like the band, basically. Okay. And I was just like, bruh, man, we should just, we should make an album. Right. Because, you know, it got to the point where, you know, we know each other and we've done all this. And then we started to make songs live all the time. Okay. And we're like, oh, let's do the one we did last night, you know. And, and it was like, man, we should just record these joints. So, right. that, you know, everybody was game for it. And then we were like, we need a name. So we had like a list of maybe like two, three hundred names trying to figure out what we should call it. You know, because everybody was in their thing where it's like they had their own notoriety, you right, know, right, building right. in their respective scenes. So it was kind of like didn't want to just totally throw it at the wall. Shit. We wanted it to be, you know, something we really, you know, thought about and felt work with what we're making. Right. So we ended up with Electric and The Electric Company. And then we're like, nah, 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 nah. Not sued. The Electric. Done. Okay. Wow. Done deal. And, you know, from there, we recorded, you know, all this, a lot of the, well, most of the songs on the road, man. I wrote them on the road, like on a ferry or flying somewhere or, you know, out in, like, Sao Paulo or, you know, some some crazy place and just pulled and strung them together. And the chemistry was really, really good because it was, like, uh, this uh, young lady that was, like, more of a kind of soul, but... Also, she had like a little alternative in her voice, but really solid vocals. I mean, Cyber J is a sick, sick vocalist. And then Steve Keys is like this Jamaican cat that just was nasty on the piano, the keyboard, all of that, man. Like, cause he was already gigging like with you know other bands and that kind of thing. But then he was just like, this, you know, I'm gonna be about this. And then him and Vadim were a production duo for a little while. So it was just kind of like all that together was like, this is this is for, for sure what we're going to do. Right. So anyway, after we did the first tour for the group, I was just like, man, you know, it's like they had to fly me home. That's like $900, $1,000 each rip and then fly me back. You know what I mean? Like, and I was just like, man, I should probably just move out here and like we can keep that. Keep that the extra bread. Yeah, 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 for real, for real. Yeah. And then like, you know, double rent and all that. So, um, you know, I was just like, I'm out. Let's do it. So, I mean, we were doing, like, maybe 200 shows in a year's time, man. It was, like, a steady schedule. That's crazy. Steady, steady. 200 shows a year for how long? That's, like, probably, like, uh, maybe a year and a half straight. And it's before and after, you know. It's, like, the album building and then the album slowing down. So, you lived in Europe for... Yeah, like uh, like roughly two years. What part? Well, you was traveling most of the time? Well, no, no. We had a, a house in East Ham. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so everybody in the group, for the most part, that was a headquarters. It was like my Deem's house there, I had a room there, Steve had a room there, and then we had this uh, photographer, Paz, who was there as well. Did you ride a bike out there? Dude, never. No? Never. I've been rode a bike since, like, I was, like, maybe 14, bro. We was talking somewhere. <laughs> we was at this event somewhere over like it's weird off Pilsen but Hebrew was doing live art that day mm-hmm. and then somebody I think Jack Daniels sponsored it somebody sponsored it <clears throat> it's 
strong possibility. Choosing it with my boy, <laughs> using it with my boy uh, Reese. Yeah, Reese Rolex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and, uh, forever. We started. We was talking for. I was talking to him for a minute. and I said something about my bike, and he was like, "Yeah, man, that's how they do it in Europe, man. That's all they do is ride bikes, bro." Yeah, they do. They yeah. Do. Nah, I mean, all my, my, my mates, all my, my homies, they yeah. had whips on whips on whips, man. And that shit is hot yeah. now. Yeah. Is it ain't Fixies on, on Fixies man. on Fixies. I learned a lot about bikes, though. I yeah. will say that. Like, I, I was not going because like, it was like, it's no brakes. I was like, bruh. Nah, it's no brakes. <laughs> I'm not bro. trying to learn on no brakes, bro. That, 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 that sound. <laughs> they didn't give you a handbrake? They didn't give you a handbrake? I mean, they just fixie, bro. They serious. I got a fixie. Yeah. I had when I, my fixie. I had a. Ha- I had. I had a. Well, one oh, no, break let me, let me think about it. one of my roommates. He did not have brakes. The other guy. No, had I brakes. definitely yeah, know people who yeah, don't yeah, have yeah, brakes. Yeah. That's and he told me that's like when you're supposed to really like when you cold with it, you do it like that. Yeah, like, you do enough. your you do your like skid yeah, stops and all. But that I mean, shit. it took me a while to get acclimated to the city there. You know what I mean? Because it was like when I first went, like we would be more in West London. But then when I, I came there this time, everything was in East London. And then, like, you know, we were living there. And then it was, like, a kind of like a Wicker Park slash Pilsen area, you know, where it was, like, art, but still kind of, you know, rough at the I same time. You. But then not really rough. His gentrification's coming. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But, I, that's, yeah. that's what I thought you yeah. meant. Like, you know, it's artsy, but it's, it's artsy because white people are moving in. I mean, with London, it's like, you can't really even say white. It's just, like, people with money. Yeah. It'd be all types of, you know, <clears throat> people with bread. But, yeah. Because, like, we would go to the their, their Soho house, a little London house, like, all the time. And it wasn't until I moved back here that I understood what it was. Because, for me, it was just, like, a place that it was just kind of happenstance we would go. You know? Right, but like when we you were got out, here, you yeah. realized that it was like some kind of like like a symbol almost. Yeah, because I didn't really think about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it would just be more so. We were we were back, you know, from from tour for like two days. We happened to go um, to Brick Lane, and then you know the guy passed. He was like an OG there, you know, photographer, street photographer, fast photographer, and he knew everybody. So you know, he was just like, hey, we're about to walk in this spot. They right, got right. food on the roof. I'm like, all right, fair enough. Cool. Hotel, <laughs> got it. It was crazy though. At theirs though. A chick always jumped into the pool there. Like every night I went there. Like that that just had to happen. It was super funny. Cause it got to the point where you're just sitting there like, all right, who's going to be the person? <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it just became became a straight thing, man. So I got some questions. All right. Um talk about the Nacrobats. Uh, the Nacrobats when I was like um nineteen ninety three, like Christmas break around that time. And at the time, I was I was about to join like another crew, like some old heads, whatever, on the graffiti rap tip. Well, really more on the graffiti tip. And then one of the guys was just like, "Bruh, you should just do your own thing, man. Like, you don't want to want to do it. Just do your own thing. You got this." I was like, the best advice ever. <laughs> right. And shout out to to Umar. He gave me that frog two feathers. He gave me that. One. He was like, got it. <laughs> and, and then I was like, all right, well, let's do it. You know, because as a kid in Chicago and hip-hop's not very available, you know, anytime you saw somebody doing it, you're like, right, I'm on yeah, this is it, you yeah. know? I might not see anybody for weeks Right. <laughs> into what I'm into. And so spring, winter break, I was just like, what could the name be? Because before I had a couple crews, but it was more graffiti-based, but I was like, man, this one, it's going to be rappers, it's going to be poets, it's going to be people that throw parties, it's going to be women, you know, with their own thing, you know, it was right. like, you know, this really expansive thing, so... Uh, I guess when the break was over, I came and I was like, man, I've been playing with these letters. Uh Uh-oh. 
Dude, paint the picture, pugs. Yeah, I was like, man, it's it's gonna be like Animaniacs, uh-huh. and I was like, no, that's corny, cartoon. <laughs> that's that's not gonna work. And I was like, man, you know, I was algebra. I think I was into, and I was like, in eh, unknown, unknown acrobats. Yeah, but that's too long, bro. Who is flipping? Like you don't know, right? Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> You know, from there, it was kind of like vernacular rolled in there. And I was like, mm, okay. acrobat. Because I looked up acrobat and it said a person with physical and mental skill. Ooh. And I was like, uh. Okay. Do, you know, some breakers I know. We do the art. We rap. Bow. The N. That N in algebra. Uh. Uh. The unknown. Okay. The unknown acrobat. Uh. Nacrobats. Okay. Like yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of sheets of paper, bro. Because, I mean, at that point, I was really more engaged to graffiti, so I had to look great. You know what I mean? Okay. And then I was like, how do we make that shorter? NOS. Bow. We're in it. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. So, anyway. What year is this? That's like uh, 93, about the, the beginning of 94. What's playing in the background heavy? Like, what was you listening to heavy? Uh, right then, I was listening to HBK at that point, bro. Okay. I would just have my tape that Wednesday night, let that boy go until the, you know the tape was over. Next morning. Got all the new tunes, man. But I, I would say, like, I was a big EPMD fan at that time, a big uh, De La Soul fan at that time. KRS was coming to Chicago a lot. You Word. know, Twister, I was definitely messing with but what he was doing as well. But that's early Twister. That's like, yeah. And, yeah, Common as well. Because I think back then it was always like, oh, man, we're going to see Common battle. What year were you eight? Eight years old. What year was I eight year old too? These are like these are some serious questions right now, bro. Really? This some serious questions. What I'm sorry. year were you eight years old? <laughs> yeah. That's like a police question, man. <laughs> no. He's trying to get it wrong. wrong. No, and no, then no. look at you and be like, that's not it. Context. Context. Yeah. So the last conversation, the last dude I had in here when he was eight years old, it was I think it was nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, so I'm we like looked 85. at all the hip hop that came out so, yeah. then. Yeah. So it was But like, I didn't like hip hop when I was a kid. Yeah, what music did you listen to when you were a kid? I just listened to music. Because, like, my dad was, like, a radio DJ. That's why we came here, you know? And so he played a lot of different music. And he didn't really like house music like that. And then some of the other music from the early 80s he wasn't really into. So it was, like, a lot of Funkadelic. It was a lot of, like, Talking Heads. It was Stevie Wonder. It was Prince. You know, that kind of stuff. I think my first vinyl was The Jets. Oh, shit. That's the first one I bought. The Jets. Yeah. The Jets? Yeah, 45 vinyl. I remember... Cause I got that, then I think I got no edition. But it was only because at the time it wasn't like hella rap records you could buy at any record store. You had to go to a certain record store to get rap records like that. And I was at Evergreen Plaza at the time. Evergreen Plaza. Yeah, and it was kind of like you know, first time you get a record, you just want whatever record you can get. You like, my mom yeah. said I could get a record. Right. I'm in the game. Okay. I don't know what I'm gonna do with this record, but I don't own my own record player. And I gotta ask the old man, hey, can I use a record player? We'll play this song. You know, a little kid. Funny. Yeah. 1985, Careless Whisper, baby. <laughs> Madonna like a virgin. Wham I, had two top fives, bro. Dude, I had Madonna's tape. Because that was the other, th- other thing. Like, uh, my aunt will always hook me up with the tape of the month club type thing. Where she, oh, you pay shit. the flat fee and you get a different tape. But to kick it off, you always got four tapes. That's how it would go. And they had, like, one rap record. It was Houdini. I'll never forget that. Houdini, Open Sesame, was the only rap release they had on there. And I was like, I don't even really, you know, they're cool. I heard some of the songs. But, you know, Houdini, for a kid that young, 
That's two different right, things. Right. Cause they're like macking women down. Yeah, I put yeah, on yeah. the mantle. All this. I'm like, what are they talking about? You know, like friends obviously could get that, but there are right, other but stuff. The rest of like, the what are they talking about? So anyway, so I had Prince, Madonna. I think it was a new edition tape, and I can't remember what the other tape was, but that was it. That was what the, as close as I could get. But then I found KKC and HBK, and I didn't need none of that no more. I was, I was gone. See, I had tapes, but like I had like Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff, Boom, Shake the Room. Yeah, but you got to think though. Based on our age, is as hip hop becomes more accessible. Oh yeah, of course. You know, because I mean. Some of the, the tapes in my later years, you'd be in jewels and you're just sitting there, you're like, Bro, this is really in jewels. Right, right, right. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. I but I'm just speaking it, to yeah. like, so like everybody has like that first way that they get into music. Mm-hmm. Or like that first person that like slides them some music or like puts them on to some shit. Mm-hmm. That first person that gives them that thing that they be like, okay, well, like this is what I'm fucking with right now. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I remember my cousin dated some Jamaican dude. They're big in the music, bro. Like, I have a lot of uncles that married into our family. Yeah. And they would be like, Tuffy, you're going to record this tape, going to give you $10, and you're going to clean my sneakers. I'm like, like <laughs> we just made the deal. I didn't even make the deal, you know? But it forced me to listen to music. Yeah. You know? So, like, she like she was mostly, like, an R&B chick. Okay. And then, like, the hip-hop she did get was, like, on soundtracks. So, like, I remember, like, getting, uh, like, stealing her Above the Rim soundtrack to listen to the Tupac uh, fucking home. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can't even remember what song it was. Did you really listen to it? Yeah. I mean, you were on Wikipedia. I don't know. Man. You could even oh, no, no, no. I was Wikipedia. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Hey, man, listen. Hold on, man. Hold on. Hold on. I'm joking. I'm joking. This is like our first real conversation and like our first like real conversation. So like, I don't really oh, know. On Facebook. Exactly. Right now. Exactly. And it's documented. Yeah. Sometimes it's I'll Josh. Sometimes I'll Josh. This guy. I'll Josh. Real but cool. no, um... But yeah, she was Jamaican. No, she wasn't Jamaican. She did Jamaican dude. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, she, I was helping her move, and she gave me this basket, and it had like a whole bunch of tapes in it. Some of them were recorded, some of them weren't, and then it had like a Jamaican flag in it that I got to bring over here. Wow. But like, um, I don't know. You just like find shit, and then I remember I had that Mr. Smith mm-hmm. LL Cool J cassette, and I used to play that yeah. just like on repeat. But then that gave you, that had a lot on it because it was mm. like. It was L- other records. It yeah. was like, LL had a song where he was like talking to bitches. Mm. He had a song where he was just talking about chilling with lounging. And then he had the I Shot You. Mm-hmm. And you got the I Shot You remix. Yeah, you did get So the remix. now you yeah. know who uh, Keith Murray is. Yeah, now I slid in a lot of characters. Yeah, yeah, so you like, it, it, you build on it. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing though. I feel like introductions were way wickeder back then. Like, Oh, you yeah. get somebody say me like they're really together, and you're like, oh man, I like this guy more. Or who is that guy? You know, people people brought it in. Like yeah. a little more directional. Now people just come out of anywhere at this point. Are you fucking with any rappers right now? Don't give don't new rappers like and don't give me like the Kendrick because Kendrick's been out for like eight years now. And hey, he's he's had a lot of records, man. He has. He has he has a lot of records. Uh, I mean, I listen to a lot of rap. Unlike most people, to be honest, you know, just because I do the radio show, so it's right, like, right. I'm always listening. Like every day at the shop, either you know somebody, some intern, or you know somebody working there has put me on the summer. Somebody walks in and I'm checking it out, and then I'm scouring the internet. Cause I'm one of those people. I don't really like to stream music on my phone. I like to pick all the records, and a lot of stuff I like is not on Spotify or any of that kind of thing. What kind? You put music on your phone? Yeah, I got like 20 gigs uh, on my phone just for music. What yeah. kind of phone do you have? 
I got a, just a Samsung Galaxy, nothing crazy. Is it, you got like expandable memory? Yeah, yeah you can oh, take okay. it. Out. That's what I'm saying. I got 20 gigs just for that. Got it. In, in okay. That. Yeah, yeah, just for music. Because I mean, I want to, I, I want to hear it without any, any delay, latency. You know they got connection. These, they got these like super iPods mm-hmm. that they sell on eBay, mm-hmm. and they take the hard drive out of them and they put a solid state hard drive in it. Oh yeah. So like the nice. shit that's in like the new MacBooks, like nice. it doesn't spin. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, them bitches just, like, last forever. Damn, I might have to get that just because I have, like, two computers. There's only, I need, need like, containment units for them. Like, I'm having, like, a... That'd be, that'd be, like, way better. I mean, like, I wouldn't a, be worried about it so much. Right. You drop that boy. And it's, like, like you said, like, it's some shit you, you can't find. You can't just, like, find that shit everywhere. Yeah. Shout out to Kevin Beecham, man. Like, anytime it's an old record that I grew up on and I, and I wanted to hear again... That dude's library is insane, man. Yeah. Like, he even has some records I don't even have Who myself. Uh, Kevin Beecham, man, he was like a radio host okay. at uh, Northern University. But he was like the premier host. So it was like JP Chill was out south. It was him up north. But he he led a lot of like. You're like very. The freestyle, the freestyle fellowship from that time to my time. He, he looked out for us. You're just like home. casually just like, you know what I'm saying, just like dropping names. But no, if this is your story, it's your story, right? I feel you. If I'm talking to Muhammad Ali, I want him to hit me with it, man. Like Hit yeah, me with yeah, it, but him. you can't, you gotta tell me who some of these niggas <laughs> is. Like, you can't just be like, yo, this motherfucker, Bundini Brown. Joshua Joe. So me and Bundini was walking down the street, you know, like, who the fuck is Bundini? That's the flow like why, a butterfly. Why not? But I mean, it depends on how, I guess, how close you pay attention to the Chicago story. Mm, would okay. determine you know the conversation so okay I, I would spell it out bro wowzers damn Wikipedia over here man Pop but now I mean that's like a this is rough that's an epic dude though man like I mean if he didn't do it I probably wouldn't have jumped in the radio the same with him or JP Chill both of those guys yeah. Like, yeah they made it a possibility you know you fuck with 106 Jams? You remember 106 Jams? Dude, I used to be on the battles on there, bro. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was a radio kid, man. I was so that was the shit. Stations. That was the shit I was recording. I was okay. recording yeah. 106 Jams. Like, yeah. that's where I was I mean, that's the first Mary super accessible, like, like, FM. I mean, not yeah. FM, but AM. I was, on like, w, I was on WKKC And then a they had bit. the FM a little bit, yeah. But that was crazy when they started, where they did the 24 hours. That shit was great. I was like, whoa, whoa. Because before then, you could battle on KKC. That was about it. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they did it like it was like every I think Thursday or something like that. that they high. had online battles and the certain cats that were getting high to some dude Prince Prince Akeem or Julian or something. But he he was wicked. I remember he was winning all the joints. Yeah. That was an epic time. Epic time. Shout out to the uh Tone B Nimble. He was one of the guys that was really part of the one oh six thing. He threw yeah. the it was a Ghostface, I think Ghostface Raekwon and somebody else from Wu Tang concert at Operation Push, but not in the events and in the, like the the churchy part, like on Drexel. On Drexel, but I never get it because it was a shootout after it was over, uh, and you saw Inspector Dex like he slid over, he dukes a hazard, bro. Like we were like, wow, we were like seventeen, eighteen. Like, this really just happened. But it was an awkward thing because like I think one of them threw a cigarette butt at somebody that crawled to the stage after they got hit in the head with a bottle. And then they threw some gang signs bogusly. They threw down some gang signs, really. Like, what is that? And you already know. Like, especially that. And that's like 95. You know? uh, did you have a starter jacket? Of course you did. You were older then. You could probably defend yours. Now, my parents weren't going on a starter jacket. Ah. I didn't my first starter jacket, I actually got it from my grandma's store store. i never forget that. It was a Bears joint, too. Oh, okay. I remember I wore that home. My mom was at a heart. I was like, what? 
Because, I mean, I was angry with C.C. Third Aberdeen, man. There was all types oh. of stuff going on, man. I remember they came to the crib to I recruit couldn't get me. no Jordans. I had Jordans. I had came out red and black and blue and black, man. My no grandpa way. hooked me up, man. That was no that was fourth grade. I never get that day. He's like, "You want some sneakers?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> we went sixty third and Halstead, man. Walked in that boy in the the blue and black joints that just came out. Like, dude, was like, I have something in the back. Hold on. I was like, "Ha ha ha!" I need those now. Them. Grandpa was like the greatest for like ten years. Like, bro, that's, that's crazy. Grandpa ever. We talked about this a little the other day. But if you, you could, would get robbed, in you would definitely. Oh. It went down. The whoops happened. I remember I had to fight a dude to get my starter cap back. I'll never forget that. Man. It was a magic joint. You know, somebody, you in the schoolyard, and somebody just, cops, dirty snatch, or whatever. I'm like, bro. You assume it's coming back, though. Yeah, you, you assume, assume, you assume but, but it's just a joke. When, when the hat was taken, I felt it was not coming back. Oh, okay. I, I felt it off top. I was like, bro. Were, there, were there indications earlier? Like, did he talk well, no, about that? Well, no, I was the new kid at that school. Oh, I just got there. So, okay. you know, everybody was coming. They like, thought they could test What's you. going on? You came from a Catholic school. Mm. I'm like, I live down the block, bro. Like, <laughs> Don't get it fucked up. <laughs> uh-huh. If you could only wear one shoe for the rest of your life, it would be a dunk? Nah. Back in the day, I loved dunks, man. I had, like, every colorway. Uh... To the point, even like the super fashionistas would be like, "What? What are those? Where'd you get those?" Now I'll probably say, "What's like my favorite shoe? Most comfortable shoe? Maybe Air Jordan Three or Adidas Concord. One or the other. Both of those I've had a, a lot of pairs, but to wear them like house shoes. Threes are extremely comfortable. Yeah. I've been beating the shit out of those Cyber Monday Threes. Yeah, just." Putting them on. I don't really like how they wear out, man. Like, I I, I bought my, my my cement True Blues. What was that? We were, in, we were in Berlin. And I was like, oh, this has to be better. Straight from, you know. No. No. Still cracked. Colors. Uh, I was highly, highly upset. The leather on the, um, the, leather on the, on the Cyber Mondays are pretty good. Mm. It looks nice. I need to clean them, though. Uh, it's not even so much the leather to me. It's just... They need to make the backing, like the plastic joint and, and the paint on the side, like it's supposed to be an all, you know, action shoe. Like I feel you know it. what I mean? Like you do a little of that, it's over. You got like a line or like a scuff, like that. Uh. Does the three kinda look like Kanye's Louis Vuitton shoe? I'm sure that was part of the inspiration. Cause I mean at that point they were they were on the Jordan thing. For mm-hmm. sure. Don C and all of them. Yeah. Are there any ideas that got big that you were thinking about right before they got big? Always, man. I feel like that happens to me a lot, yeah. too. I think I just anybody that's like steadily creating, I think, you know, or just really in tune to what's happening in social media, I think you definitely have some ideas that jump. And then also, if you talk a lot. <laughs> you say if you talk a lot? <laughs> if you talk a lot, you'll give your ideas away. Man. That'll definitely happen. Like what? Like, what's your Kanye? What's your leather jogger? I made another jogger. <laughs> well, no, nah, I mean, that was the fun of Iridium. That was another reason I really wanted to do it, because it was whatever we decide to make. Like, there's no, like, real rules about it. it yeah, man, because, like, I looked at some works. of that shit, right? And some of it I'm, like, really fucking with. And some of it is it, some of it is extremely, like, it seems very editorial. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it would be made for a shoot or for a runway. Mm-hmm. But, like, you got to be... 
I mean, you just got to be that dude. Yeah, you of, course, be of course, of course, of course. That's really it, man. Because, I mean, we sell stuff to everybody from, like, a Whoopi Goldberg to a Chris Brown to a Z Money. I mean, there's a bunch of different types of people. Right, right, I right. shop with us. It's just a regular, you know, guy that has a 9 to 5, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But, you know, I, th- I think the clothes are more, like, moods and, you know, moments. You know what I mean? Like, all this stuff you're not going to wear every day. But, no, you know, of course not. like, when you want to stand out. I mean, that's really what we're making. For sure. Is to stand out in as opposed to blend in and, you know. I mean, that was the reason I was buying Ralph Lauren, because I wanted to stand out. I wanted to be like, oh, man. That was Where'd something Where'd you get else. that from? So, okay. So, the Ralph thing. Mm-hmm. Would you consider yourself a low head? Ah, definitely, man. That was a big part of low life? music and all that. Yeah, I mean, I went to New York and met the low lives and got a, got a, a t-shirt and all that stuff, man. Yeah. But, I mean, I was a big um, seller and finder and all that, too. I mean, the full, full gamut of it. My, my peace book. Like in what was that like ninety ninety eight ninety nine was a Ralph Lauren peace book. I never forget when I found out. Like, you say your peace book? Yeah, with all my graffiti stuff. Okay, okay like, right. like know, my ideas. Or? Yeah, okay. well, a sketchbook, but more because my joint was like three D. You put the glasses. On. I still have one actually. Wait, like the last time I went to the detainment center for the like the audio home, whatever to speak to the kids, I brought it. And, like, what do you mean it's three D? It's three D. So you put the glasses on, the words, everything pops out. That was like the moment for my graffiti. Like I got it, I figured it out. Cause like, all the OGs were like, "You did that? How did you do it?" Ah man, just trial and error. Cause like I was really like, I was tagging my name a lot, and then I started getting to you know a sizable amount of trouble. So then you know I just started being more in the book and you know trying to paint more, you know switching it up. Cause it was just like straight tagging <laughs> at a point. But I kept challenging myself. So like I think the first thing I, I did, I was actually at war with another crew in High Park. I, and I was like, I want to make one of those 3D mind puzzles where you stare at it and then it pops out. So, like, I had my crew where you can see it straight, but then if you stared at it, the other crew is flipped backwards and it pops out. They were so mad. Like, they tried to fight us behind me down. I figured that. Super jokes. Super jokes. They were like, these little kids really did this. How could you? What year? So, is anyway, this? that's like 94. These are 90, That's 94, but then. Yeah, yeah, the battle. Yeah, yeah, but then the actual book is like 98, 99, because I had really seasoned it. Because then you, after that, I did like the pop up books where, like, you know, you pull the tab and then the letters come out. Because it was competition. Like, you know, people be like, yo, let me see your book. And I'm like, dude, this is not, you know, I do this. <laughs> nah, because I mean, that's how I was really getting into art, because I was like in AP art my senior year right, at, right, at Kenwood, right. and I went to Art Institute after that. Sure. Yeah, so I mean, it was kind of the way to still do the stuff you're supposed to do, but do it right, right, right. where you like it, you know? And I that's the mean, thing that I was. I didn't mean to call it a sketchbook. It's cool. No, 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 no. When you explain it like that, like, like, like listen, I mean, no. right now, I you need to, special uh, glasses to uh, even look at this serious, shit properly. It it's like, yeah. oh, okay, uh, this is not uh, that. It I made knew. a statement. It definitely made you. a statement. Yeah, yeah I was just uh, a 3D went to go see um, Rada and like, I think it was Jazz Peterson, and a bunch of other writers. They did uh, inside Google in the office okay. or whatever. And um, this, this, this like legend, Derry Graffiti writer Zor. He's like a big Chicago like staple. I actually one of the first people my mom introduced me to. She didn't know though. She okay. was like, "This guy is gonna teach you," you know. And it was like community program, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is this the dude." Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was like, "Who are these people?" That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, he was just telling this guy about that book because I had kind of, you know certain things you do after a while you forget about it, right, you know. Right. And then he hit me with it, and that's why I mentioned it right now because it was just like, "Man, that did that did happen for real, for real." Have you been to the Campus Gallery up north in, like, Logan Square? 
Uh, I think so. I mean, I've been to pretty much all of they them. They got this garage. They got this backyard with a garage. Oh, yeah, and they the got the things. cool colors on the outside of it, and too. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I was just up there. I slid past there briefly. Yeah, yeah. That's a dope space. Really yeah. dope space, man. I met this uh, graffiti nerd. Yeah, yeah, nerd. That's the homie, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he have on the mask? Or no? No. Sometimes it'll just be in a mask, bro. Like, no, but I follow him on uh I follow him on Instagram. Yeah. And he's always posting like shit over his face. Yeah, so it's yeah, funny yeah. when you said the mask. I yeah, because like, he used to have like a Doom like, oh, mask. Oh really? Yeah, because we were doing um the meeting of styles, which is like a, a gathering in each city. Okay. And it's most times international artists come to and paint and then vice versa overseas. Got it. But they usually have like a rap part of it and like I did a whole album about graffiti and a lot of those guys are the guys you know I grew up with so they always like come you know come through but yeah, yeah. I came in and I go into the kitchen of the gallery space and he's just there with the doom mask on kicking it and like you know I've met doom before and he's that kind of person where he'll just be somewhere just in Random. you know in his thing yeah I was like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> you're not doom but ah I know who you are yeah I Fair met him at the uh, at the Adidas do-over yeah, they did, they did yeah. a thing outside. That was yeah, do-over is an amazing thing. Like, for me, it's kind of weird, like, when I came back to Chicago, because a lot of things that were popping in London weren't popping here yet. And right. then it's like, Not all either. of those things are here, straight out. Because even, like, the cuffed-up pants, I remember, like, I can't I move back and be like, why are your pants up to like that? You know? And then there's, you know, it's anything, I guess. You know, it all spreads. I mean, that's fashion shit, right? Like, fashion shit always kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It transfers, but I think Chicago oftentimes is harder because there's definitely people here that stand out and got crazy style. A lot of people bite their style, but in the sense of the mass, it takes time for those things to hit. Because, I mean, in the 90s when we were all hip-hop and Timberland boots and all of that, people just like, you're from New York. You know, right, straight right. out. Like, it was yeah. no either thing of, like, maybe you just like these clothes or, you know, you listen to the same music. You, you're you searching for the same identity of standing out, you know? Would you wear a romper? Uh, I, don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think so. No? I don't think so. Even though there was an African joint. I, this is about two years ago. It was an African joint. i never forget that because the, the print was so crazy on it because it was like a... You know how like the barber posters are that yeah, yeah. they have in Africa, yeah. So it was kind of like that with just a, a face here, and it was just African print. And I think I was looking for a dashiki at the time, and I saw that and I was just like, that is crazy. See, is crazy. my thing with the romper is that they all they only show, they only show it on these like super feminine guys. Yeah, but I mean to me though, like when I look at a romper though. I don't really look at a romper. You know what I mean? To me, I didn't really think about it until it became an issue, to be honest. Because, I mean, a mechanics joint is pretty much the same thing with shorts. And, like, you know, some of my bigger homies that are mechanics, they slice the bottoms because they're like, I'm hot. I had a flight suit. Yeah. That's pretty much yeah. the same thing. But, I mean, to me, I feel like the company that makes the romper, like, this, it's a, I think there are a couple of white guys, I'm not right, quite right. sure. But in the advertising, that's what it is. But they were ingenious. Like, that's right now, this year, that's one of the best campaigns. Right now, that and maybe the Jay Z forty four and eliminate like all those are, like not really big great campaigns of not getting big, people to talk about it and buy it. Not big baller brand. I think that campaign was well, good. Two things, two but things. it's a diff- that's a different campaign. That like, was that's, a joke. That's, that's, no, no, no. <laughs> think about it though, because Nike brought them to the table. Yeah, I mean that was that's like the hype up an album. Well, hype up the beef, then drop an album. I mean that's that kind of thing. You know. I was about to say something else. I forgot. Get it back, man. Bring it back. Baller brand, pharmaceuticals, 
Percocets. Nah, that's what's got it fucked up. That's what's got it fucked up. Um, four forty four. No ID did all the production. Uh, what do you think that's gonna do for Chicago hip hop? Uh, I think people are gonna make some different sound and stuff. You think so? I think some people, yeah. I, I feel like for some artists, I think it gave them more courage to be themselves. Because, you know, some people don't sound good on a trap beat. And then some trap, you know, people that have more of a trap voice don't really sound good on some boom bap or jazzy beats. You know what I mean? We all have our voices and what works best. But I think it just definitely is going to give some people courage to do something else. And producers, I mean, a lot of the, you know, you know, producers, old and young that I know are in that sound, you mm-hmm. know. Which is, you know, kind of trippy. I mean, you know, for somebody to be 17, 18 and they're making beats in that vein. But without knowing, you know, a Pete Rock or any of that kind of right. stuff. You know? Did you like 444? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, man. I thought it was pretty good. I thought his vocal, his voice was going to be like more, kind of like stabby, you know, mm-hmm. more jabby. And he had some jabs in there, but he just seemed more, I guess, human in there, you know, since he's telling his life. Did it change? Did it change your top five Jay Z albums? Uh, if I don't know if you're a Jay Z fan like that. I mean, I, I like Jay Z just because I mean I got compared to him a lot as I was getting my music out more voice wise. Okay. You know, or maybe because light skinned people. You know. I don't uh, know, man. I was saying when they rap. I was just gonna let you live with that. I wasn't yeah, gonna say anything. Yeah. No, no, I'm not saying this to you like that. I mean, this is like straight. You know, you know how you read the review of your record and just like. <laughs> Fair enough. Because for me, it was like him, where it's like I get he's a KG or a master ace, you know. When I was okay. Like, you know, back in the day, but I I think it was just yeah that one and um the um when the blueprint like those two records in the first album because the first album I actually got from Doctor Wax in the dollar bin, and I didn't know you know I was just like ah let me try it out because I liked you know the single back then. But it, it wasn't popping here. You right. know, it was like it was the people that were in the hip hop that, you know, played that. But outside of that, it wasn't really, yeah. But when I bought the tape and I heard 22 Two, some other records, I was like, man, like this dude was cold. Yeah. He's cold. And he reminded me of um, Twister with the, you know, before when he was on the more jazzy kind of rap. But um, when he had the grill still? <laughs> Everybody had a grill, dude. Yeah. Really? That was a crazy time. Like, I remember, like, the corner store. On our in our in our neighborhood, had you could buy a grill, you could buy an African medallion, you could buy a chain, like you know what I mean. I mean, I guess now it's similar, you know, at the, like a beauty yeah. a beauty salon. You can get a spot. fidget spinner, yeah, yeah, or a t-shirt, a white t-shirt, <laughs> anytime, any size. But now I like that one a lot. I, I felt it was needed, you know, because since hip hop is still a new thing, people do have to figure out how to be an adult in it, sure. you know, or you know not. Cause you're afraid every, to keep going. Because, I mean, you know, people always ask me, like, how do we able to do this? I'm like, I never stop. Right. Whereas, you know, a lot of my friends, they stop. You and, know, a and lot of people that was my peers, they were killing it more than I was killing it. Sure. They stopped. And famous hip-hop people, are like, like people that, like, really got bred off hip-hop, like, they're becoming old now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I remember, like, uh, I was interviewing Curtis Blow. Like, this is back when I used to have a, uh, a TV show here called Barbershop Hip-Hop with some of the barber. And one of the things I asked him was like, bro, when are y'all going to go to Las Vegas? And he looked at me like, eh. I'm like, bro, I need you to go to Las Vegas, have the Curtis Blow extravaganza. So, you know, when I'm your age, 
I could do that without even right, having right. an argument. I mean, in the same sense, you know how Kanye's changed a lot of things, yeah. and Jay Z's changed a lot of things, and Nas, you know, all these different people, Common's changed a lot, you know, all these people have changed how the business works for artists. Who you think is gonna be? Who are there any rappers with residencies? Uh, I'm sure, like you know, your little Johns and you know people that are more DJs and okay. and and that. I'm sure they all do. Nah, Just I mean like J Lo, like J Lo, J Lo and and uh, and, uh, and uh, Britney Spears, like they performing. Yeah. Well, I mean like they don't really count. I'm talking about like hip hop. Hip hop. I know. I'm saying yeah. who you think would be like. Yeah. I mean, probably Ludacris. You know, I can see him. I, I don't know why I was thinking that too. But he now because he hosts Nelly? shows and stuff like that. Nelly, I think he's already there. Because I mean, some of the shows he plays now is not quite the same shows. You know what I mean? Like he'll be between two country artists. You right. see what I'm saying? Like the appeal. Because I mean, right, that's the right. other part of it. I mean, that's the thing I really learned overseas and me starting to make more world music as opposed to just music for my friends. You know what I mean? Just why, things that are wider. Whereas, like, it don't really matter if you speak the language or not. Because, I mean, for me, I, I definitely was up against that, you know? Right. Like, when we wrote the Electric album, I had to write with the idea that half the people hearing this don't really speak English that well. So I can't, you know, I don't want to confuse them. I want them to really be with me and feel what I'm saying. But you don't... That wouldn't be considered like dumbing down the music, would it? Uh, I don't think so. Because I mean, I'm still having ideas that sure, I'm getting sure, across, sure. but it's not like I mean, to me, I think dumbing down is when That's you don't a bad term. when you don't have to say like bitch, but you say bitch. Okay. I I feel, and you're saying I'm only doing this because. But you do feel like there are appropriate times to use bitch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I'm saying, like, to me, I feel like you kill it if that's all you got. Right, I feel you. You know, it loses the power. Sure. You know what I mean? Because something, you know, some of my students would say, like, sometimes you could just say anything to us and not just saying, I'm, I'm very dissatisfied with how this went and just murder somebody. Like, to me, that's power. Right, right. And if you add, you know, a curse word to it, then, <clears throat> like, you know what I mean? I, I want somebody it. to feel it if I'm angry. I don't, you know, I don't want it to sound like when I'm joking. Right. Yeah. Or it just seem like a tactic. Yeah. Well, that's all you got. That's right. your crutch. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I'm from that school where, like, if you do anything too much, it's a crutch. I got you. And then people would use you for your crutch, like, in battling or whatever. Like, this is the guy that always has to, I bet you're about to, and then you're like, oh, right, I'm done. Right. You murdered me. <laughs> I have nothing to say. Pugs, how are we on time? You got to go? Um, We've been here an hour. Uh, well, how long does the thing go? I, I mean, we go as long as we as long as we need to, my brother. <laughs> Fuck you, mate. Nah, I'm just <laughs> pugs. Uh, how I mean, did, what happened know. with the Nacrobats, man? How, why they break up? Uh, well, I had moved it down from like the two hundred people thing to like a uh, five people thing. Okay. So I mean, obviously, anytime you downsize that grandiose, there are gonna be some issues. Okay. Yeah, uh, and then outside of that, man, uh, everybody was a soloist. And I mean, that's how we all met, you know, okay. and it just kind of like one of those things where it just became... Like, Hold on, stop. Let's stop right now. Let's stop right now. Because this isn't like, like, don't give me like the... No, I'm t- what do you want? I have a documentary coming out about all this. Oh, <laughs> there's a documentary coming out. That's why you're giving me the abridged version. <laughs> well, also, it's a long story. So, it's I mean, okay. That's okay. 10 years okay. of my life, you know what I mean? Right. I'm not asking you about the team. I'm asking about the breakup. I'm asking no, what but happened. the breakups from the ten years is all of that right. together. But um, nah, I mean, we were in L.A. on tour. We were there for a month. Like that was way too long to be together for, you know, some young people. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a I lot. Yeah. 
and it just it just dissolved out there, man. I yeah. really came back and I was like, you know what? Let's just let it go. Is there any women issues involved? Money issues involved? I mean, it was just the standard. Give me the unsung. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. It's just the standard thing of everybody seeing the bigger picture at the same time, and that's a difficult thing because we all see ourselves and then the bigger picture. Or one person sees the bigger picture, the other person doesn't see it at that moment. Then the next moment, that person doesn't see the picture and that person sees it, you know? It's just, just tough. I mean, I think, like, if we had maybe uh, in between a mediator, it probably would have went a different way. But hmm. for all of us to handle that as such, you know, at a young volatile age, age it's, yeah. it's tough. I mean, when it, when rap becomes your real life, it, it all changes, you know? Hmm. And, I mean, a lot of the, you know, the artists from the last four years is their thing changed, you know, in the sense that everybody has your number. Now you can't get your number out to everybody. Cause that's, you know, then you got to screen your calls because you don't know what this person is on. And then, you know, also you know, people that aren't right hitting you up. And, you know what I mean? It's, it, it can get pretty crazy, you know, pretty quick as you get successful and knowing who to hang out with, who not to hang out. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot. You posing them? No, I just want to show my t-shirt. My t- <laughs> I think my t-shirt is kind of fly, personally. I just want to do it. What's, 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 what's what you got it on It just says football. and It just says soccer in different languages. Ah, flex. Like, what's your favorite soccer team? Um, you, you know, I really fuck with Thierry Henry and Arsenal. That's probably okay. the best version of him. Um, I mean, I fuck with players more, though. Like, I'm a big Ronaldinho fan. This new dude, uh, Pulisic, who plays for U.S., is pretty good. He's super cool. Anytime people mention soccer. Yeah. Definitely. Or football. They mention My FIFA game is terrible compared to my soccer knowledge. Yeah. I need to get on top of that. I was supposed to get wicked at FIFA. I was. Why? I was. Uh, I mean, I only did one song for them. If I did more songs, I probably would have got super wicked on it. Yeah. Damn. It was over. I was like, eh, okay. I'm really interested in this 3D book now. What do you think is next with visual art, bro? Oh, man. What, I guess, like, the virtual reality stuff. I mean, the stuff to do on Google is really cool. I saw Have like you fucked with any of that Oculus Rift shit? Bro. I'm trying to think of something else to talk about with it <laughs> before porn. Uh, is that usually how they end? These things usually end. get crazy. That's, that's usually how it goes. How it goes. The development of an idea. No, but like I didn't want to. I didn't want to like. I don't want to be talking about something and then the first thing I say about it involve sex. But, but like is, that, this is your show. It this is. This is your show. And he can say what he wants to say. This of course is his, we can. They moment, know, bro. They know. But I'm just saying, like somebody just type talk about sex. No, they didn't. Shut up. They, but like sex. <laughs> sex is why we don't have uh, laser discs. Why? Explain this. I don't. I don't know. Boom. Let me put you on, oh, brother. What you got? What you got? Okay. So VHS tapes. What's a laser disc, though, bro? That's some old horror. What's a laser disc? A laser disc. Somebody watching might not know what that is. A laser disc is basically a album. See, see, Kenya. She said. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many comments about that right away. Um, duh. Um. A laser disc is like a, a album size CD mm. that like they used to put movies on. Okay, how many movies could you get on a laser disc? This is actually something I always wanted to know. You can get a bunch one? of movies. Oh, okay. No, because you think when they like on one, one laser disc, yeah. you just get one movie, and some movies are like two discs. Like, how long is what's the playtime of a laser disc? 
I don't know. Or is it just the quality? Well, these so the good? only movies I've seen on Laserdisc are really long movies. Like, I saw School Days on Laserdisc. And School Days is long as fuck anyway. So, like, I don't know if... I don't know if a show like 45 minutes per disc or something. Maybe. I don't know. It was early. It was like, it was no, but see now, time. But no, what I'm saying is like, I can see how that didn't stay. You know what I mean? And Anytime you got to have two discs, you're out. And when they were making porn, it was easier to do them on like just the regular discs. And then that's what propelled, uh, that's, oh, no, no, it's VHS and Betamax. That's what it is. VHS oh, yeah, and Betamax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they went with VHS. And then the yeah. same thing happened with DVDs. And then the same thing is happening now with streaming. But streaming is hard because you can't control all that shit. Once it's on there, you get yeah. your you, you get your U-Porn login. King, you got a U-Porn login? What's your, what's your site of choice? Uh-oh. Do you watch Blacked? I was expecting to see, like, some bubbles, you know, like... Some no, this isn't Apple. It's not. Uh, sorry. I'm not getting that Drake bag yet. Gotta work Apple this out. Bag. Sponsors. Apple bag? We need sponsors I'm trying to get a sponsor. The first sponsor I'm trying to get is Fruve. Handle it. That's Handle a it. smoothie joint downtown. Yeah. You need that. You need that. Um, what about the food? What are you going to get for food? I don't know. Because every episode could be sponsored by that. Burger Point? You have a Burger Point? No, what's, what's that? Burger Point is this spot on... Uh, I don't want to be giving them all the information because they don't sponsor me yet. Yeah, but they somebody might tell them. Like, oh. You know how like, it's on canal. You know how they say, how did you hear about this place? It's like right on State and Canal. Like right past the Ickies. Right past Reggie's. Be safe. Right, it's super safe over there now. You good. It's over, man. Um, I know, man. They got... Uh, did you ever perform at... Um, the fuck is the spot on Wabash? The Shrine? Yeah, many times. Yeah, yeah. Shrine was hot. Shrine was raw, man. I like the setup of it. I didn't really care for, like, security sometimes. Oh. Eh. We was talking about this the other day, bro. We got to get, like, some fly security guards. <laughs> or, like, some security guards with swag. Like, Heavy D in the One More Chance video mm. is ideal. Because, like, he can still probably fuck somebody up. But he had the, the cream uh, turtleneck... With the motherfucking butter leather. He can tell me that I can't get into a club. <laughs> some nigga in all black with like some Nike boots on. You can't just tell me my outfit can't get me in the club, bro. I'm gonna need some. I'm gonna need some some fly ID or something, bro. Yeah, that's nah, not right. Nah, for me, they just be like you can't bring your merch in. I'm like, bro, I'm performing a show where people are gonna sing some songs with me. They might want to take those songs home or a T-shirt. I don't know. But why should I stop them? Who wouldn't let you bring your merch in? Security there, man. That's right. Yeah, we got into it twice. It was two different shows, man. And then after that, I was like, I'm not performing. Damn. Uh, do they have a place for you to set up a table? Hey, bro, I bring everything, man. I'm quick. I feel you. I'm quick. I or you. I just use the table there. Because, I mean, you got to be happy. Hey, you know, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> hey. Setting up. Fuck yeah, dude. If you ever come to one of my shows, I always have a set Yeah, what up? Dude, I grew up with. Bro, you worked with Usher, man. Do you think he had the herp then? Nah, it was early, bro. It was oh. early, early. Hey, man, he was fucking with JD in Atlanta for a long time. <laughs> I mean... So you saying JD had it? No, I'm saying he was in a situation where oh, he was, fucking, he, he was, yeah, he was yeah, out there early. Bad. You know what I'm saying? JD was fucking with some bitches. Yeah. The but brat, to be honest with you, I never really brat. thought about it. Like, until you just said that. Not yeah, then. Yeah. You didn't think yeah. about it then. No, I'm saying even to this point, this is the first time I even thought about oh, that. Oh, really? yeah. yeah. If I was you, I'd be retracking like, did we, did this nigga drink off my soda? <laughs> did, this, did I hit a blunt with Usher? Uh, did this, 
I hope not. Because <laughs> this is, I need to go to the doctor. Oh, shit, uh, might be fucked up. You would have known by now, though. Something would have happened. It was over in Europe. Would have had a flare up. A flare up. When you change time zones, you flare up. Is that how it goes? <laughs> no, like, you get you get off the plane, you be jet lagged. I'm like, maybe you heard your something on Twitter. System, I don't know. No, your immune system be weak. You know what mm. I'm saying? And then those things. Just an outbreak happen. comes. Yeah, yeah, man. Have you seen this before? No, but I'm just oh, thinking okay. in my mind, logically, like, wow. flights can be taxing. You should go to, like, some trip advisor and write this in the comments and kick off a whole new thing. Like, people looking at each other. Like, yo, be careful when you travel. Your herp might jump out. And a flare. He said herp might flare up. up. This is unreal. That'd be wrong. I mean, it wouldn't be wrong for it to happen, but it'd be... I don't know. Never mind. Huh? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Forget it. When'd you get on Benetton? Uh, Benetton, like... Actually, when I was a kid, I had some of that. But um, when I got really back into it, where I was like collecting it seriously. It was probably around like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, hmm. and that's when I started having a lot of stuff. Yeah, I worked at Ben Time for a minute, and I just never like nobody really knew about it. It was just interesting. I was like, I was watching a couple of videos, and I saw you with some pieces on and shit. Mm. Well, it just depends on you know where you're drawing your influence. Because I mean, for me, a lot of my style comes from like the eighties, you know. Right. In the early 90s. Okay. So, I mean, the, you know, that's a key brand at that time. And sure. just the style of, you know, big, big, bold lettering. I mean, kind of, I mean, I guess now we're back into it again. Or like that fucking mm-hmm. sweatshirt that mm-hmm. I got. The, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, like the Elise flip. Yeah. Yeah. Alice, Alice, as people would say. I was like, it's Elise, man. Like, Alice, Alice. And yeah, they sponsored me for a bit, too, man. That, that was like a, a wild Facebook message. Hey, I'm going to send you some clothes. Is it cool? Send it as sure. Send yeah. it. Was it a big thing when you cut your bre- when you cut your dreads? Uh, I think for other people, yeah. I think a lot of people like you know didn't even recognize me. To be honest, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I had to let it go, man. I had dressed like twenty years, man. It was a long time. Was it like part of not trying to let go of it all when you? Michael B. Jordan stole your haircut, bro. Yeah. In see, the new, in the new movie, yeah, bro. That's why I cut my hair, man. I'm Dang, done. Dang, man. I'm done He's biting, man. man. Always. You know, we actually were selling those Adidas, too, man. These? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the, the orange and navy and white and then the pink. Pedro. Wow. Pedro put me up on these. I got these from the outlet. Nice. He came. He had just got back from my boy Pedro from the Adidas store. I had just got back from New York. And he was working out at the outlets in Aurora. Mm-hmm. He's back in the city now. Shouts out. So he the plug then, man. Bless up, he back. But um, he was like, yo. I was like, what's what's hot in here? And he brought me over. He was like, these are in Kith right now in New York for 180 bucks. And we got them for 110 And I was like, sign me the fuck up. <laughs> now, those and in the green colorway. It was like a forest green and gray. Those, yeah, those were yeah. The two that was sick. They got another one that like comes up on the ankle a little higher, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like a tan and green colorway, and it's a gray and pink colorway that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like on some real like. You yeah, know, we like, actually sold all the pink ones. We had like Air Max one type two shit. of the orange ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that shit was wrong. Pugs, what's up? I fucks with you, bro. Wow, we're like friends now. Yeah. Do a podcast. How did you meet? We did a podcast. Yeah, you know. We have been orbiting each other for a while. You know what I'm saying? We had satellite friendships and shit. 
Then we eventually just... And the beat drops right there. <laughs> <laughs> Out of my brain. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, anything you want to say to the people? Anything you want to plug? Yeah, so definitely. Shop. Iridium. 1330 North Milwaukee. 108 North State Street. Definitely. Shop. Ushiwi. Dot Threadless. U-S-U-W-E. Dot Threadless. Shout out to Threadless. We got we got some cool shirts over there popping too. Where do I get one of the um what'd you have that was wild? It's not a towel. Mm-hmm. Slightly smaller than a towel. Oh, uh, the hang up on the wall? Yeah. Those, yeah, yeah, that's on the the Ashiwi Threadless. Yeah. Cause yeah basically that out. is like uh, something I did for my son. So he got his like his own thing. But um it's all like the artwork from the different records I did and then like references to the music and all that. And so, cause it's like usually like when I would make a video or album, it'd be a bunch of other art that I never would use. It'd just be the ideas, right, you right. Know? And then you get to this final thing, but to take all that stuff and make something out of it. Yeah. So I got like a new drop towards the end of August. Actually, a bunch of things that go with a, a new record. Is it small enough to go on the back of a denim jacket? You could, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you slice it, yeah. yeah, yeah. When I saw that, that's what I saw. Yeah, right now the, the t-shirt I got on, that's like the one that's selling the most. I saw that. I'm not even messing with the. The helmet and all that. Yeah. It was hot. That's just like some graphic design shit that you kind of just put together, or no, no, no. I mean, I made the license plate from scratch. I mean, I made this license plate maybe about four or five years ago. You know, and at the time I was trying to do a flip of the Ralph Lauren because it's a Ralph Lauren shirt with a license plate. It okay. says like I think it says Ralph or Polo or something. Word. Yeah, and I was like, ah, I should flip it though and do like homage to the Sable and you know all of that stuff. But um. I also had a, a helmet because I did this mixtape with Two Dope Boys and Fix Your Drive for my rooftop album called Road to the Rooftop. And on there, I flipped the helmet, like more Benetton, okay. racing type. And I was just like, man, that helmet was cool, but I know I can make it fresher, you know. And then, you know, it was like a photograph, me and my wife, flexing. And then lyrics to one of the records, Vroom, Vroom, Vroom. And then around it, it's like a bunch of just random lines from songs while I'm driving. That's and fine. then, of course, the Thunderbird, because we used to have the Thunderbird on back of my hair last year. So, keys to the Thunderbird and the Fila Thunderbird right there, too. Because, you know, Fila all day right now, man. That's hard. Rolling. Man. Rolling. Yeah. You sponsored by Fila right now or something? Working it out, man. Oh, yeah, so working it out. I've gotten a lot of free free gear in my lifetime, man. I think the craziest thing I ever got was when I got a box of the, the Cheerio LeBrons. That was like when I was like, whoa, this is really... It's kind of working out. That's what's up. It's kind of working out. What's the key to free, getting free gear? Hold on. Give me that offline. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you, guys. The Rojo boom, Show. Boom, boom, Holler. Boom. Bow. Boom. How often do you do a show? Is that Rojo Show episode 60 or 70 something. Yeah, we do a show like once a week. That's decent. I post them once a week. Right now, I'm probably going to end up posting like two or three this week because mm. I'm on a race to 100. Mm. And um, I just really want to get to 100 shows. Mm. So, I mean, I've been trying to kind of trying to get you on here for a minute. Not in my mind. No, no, no. You had your plan. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was I just mean, that's like, always the hardest thing because sometimes you see somebody you're like, do you know, like, we've already done business. Right. We're moved on to the third thing, but I haven't Like, I wanted to ask anything. you when I bought that sweater, but I didn't want to, I didn't want it to seem like I bought the sweater to have the conversation to get you to come on the podcast. Uh, well, see, I'm a person where I don't mind people spending money on shit I make to have a conversation. I, I was like, fair enough. 
Because oh, right. I do it, you know what I mean? And not in a negative way. I mean, obviously, you're going to buy something you like, but I mean, I, I wouldn't. And I didn't feel bad buying that because mm. it seemed, you know, it, it may have been printed on a Gildan sweatshirt. I know. But I didn't not know it. All, not at all. I didn't know we it. We make all the stuff. And that shit is fucking annoying. We make all the stuff. You know how annoying it is to spend $40 <laughs> on a t shirt that's fucking Gildan? <laughs> a Gildan. That's high quality, though, now, man. Kanye selling Gildan for like 120 That's disrespectful, bro. bro. 120 but nah, that's something else I liked about the Iridium thing. That 